oh, oh this is fun it's like something you can destroy but you're creating art at the same time because like burning wood is generally you know you're 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 ruining it when you do it except not with pyrography it's it's a controlled form of destruction almost <laughs> Welcome to Peak Pyrography, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the woodburning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. Today on the podcast, we've got Elena Dawson from Sweet Peach Burns. I've been inspired by Elena's fun and topical artwork. She's always on top of what customers are looking for seasonally, and her pieces leave you with really good feelings. As always, there were some visuals in this episode. If you feel like you've missed something, be sure to check out the videos on YouTube. And feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at peak underscore pyro with any ideas for suggestions or future shows. I always love hearing from you. And now you get to hear from Elena Dawson. Hi, Elena. Welcome on the podcast. It's so great to have you here. Hi. How's it going today? It's good. I'm really glad to be here. I'm excited. Um, listen to the first one so um, I'm really excited to be a guest on on one of these uh, especially one of the first guests <laughs> it's exciting yeah yeah I I mean I've been following you for a while and your stuff is always on topic on point it's really cute <laughs> um, it, it's it's really fun to check out your stuff um, I, I really enjoy yours thank you um, and if if listeners want to find you, you are Sweet Peach Burns on Instagram and the rest of the internet, right? Yeah, I don't have too many other social medias. Um, and if I do, I definitely don't update them as much as Instagram. And so Instagram is my hub. And pretty much if there's somewhere to go, it'll say on my Instagram anyway. So yeah, Sweet Peach Burns is, is my handle for everything, but mostly Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you're currently located in Georgia? Yes, I right? am. Yeah, I'm in South Georgia, um, but I'm originally from Rhode Island. And I try to go back there um, at least once a year. So I'll, usually in the summer, I'll do. I'll be there. And so um, usually like a month or so. Um, so if you see some of my posts oh, cool. in Rhode Island, that's why. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That's a long way to go back and forth. Right. What is that up I-95? Yeah, way up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I'm a transportation engineer, so you know, highway numbers and stuff are that that's what I've lear- spent a lot of time studying. Right. Yep. Yep. You got the right highway. Yeah. I don't love driving on it, so I usually try to go the different route, but it Oh is, sure. It is just a straight sure. up, so you won't get lost. And when you're in Georgia, do you do some like uh, sorry, Rhode Island. Do you do some markets when you're there in the summer? Yeah, I um, I usually exclusively do markets with um, this art collaboration group called Field of Artisans, and so they do like tons of markets throughout the year. But their big their big ones are in the summer, um, and they do them like right at the beach. So it's like my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Um, what? What got you started in wood burning? Oh uh, yeah. Um, well, so I started back in 2017. Um, I, I don't 
really think I started like getting serious about it until 2018, which is when I made my Instagram and came up with the name. But um, I had just gotten a puppy, and you know how people is that Moose? These are yes, Moose. He's a star on my on my page. So anyone that follows me will know Moose. But um, yeah, we had just gotten him, and you know I wanted to like make cool things for him and like dress him up and make him look fun. And so I had seen like these like laser engraved dog tags um, and I thought those are so cool. And then as literally anyone who's crafty does thinks, well, I can make that. <laughs> so yeah, the first thing I ever made, like we burned, was just like, I found like a little tiny crappy little piece of wood. Like that was small and thin and I just burned his name on it. And uh, I didn't really do much with the wood burner after that. But then I started, we got closer to the holidays and I was like a poor college student. So I was like, oh, why don't I make ornaments for people with this wood burning tool that I've used once? And they were really terrible, but you know, they were for my family. <laughs> so they, they thought they were good. So right? they thought it was amazing. Yeah. Pretended it was good. They were like, oh, that's yeah. so cool. Um, it was personalized. Yeah. But then, but then from that, you know, I was like, God, oh, this is actually fun. I just... I didn't ever really think I was good at it at the beginning and I wasn't, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, this, the more you do, the better you get. And so that's when I actually joined Instagram was probably in like April of 2018. So a little after Christmas, but when I had more things to share and kind of just went from there. Um, so yeah, started with dog tags, wanting to give my dog a fancy dog tag. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. And then and then it grows into the presence. And then you're like, but I'm getting better at this. So let's, let's see if I can sell these. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and so what at you, what kept bringing you back to the burner? I just thought it was like, such a cool medium. And like, I've always been kind of crafty. Like I, I used to make jewelry as a little kid, like, beading and stuff and I always liked drawing but I never thought I was that good at it but I liked it you know and I liked painting and I almost went to college to be an interior designer so there was always like that like artsy creative side of me that I just I just did random things with it um but wood burning was so fun because it was like art but you also had to burn things and so there must be something (laughs) inside of me that thought oh this is fun it's like something you can destroy but you're creating art at the same time it's like burning wood is generally you know you're 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 ruining it when you do it except not with pyrography it's it's a controlled form of destruction almost (laughs) again it's maybe a weird thing to say but i i liked it that's a um, great way of framing it right it's like just a little bit um dark I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I just and I've always liked the way like wood l- looks. Like a lot of my furniture is just like, like natural wood, so just like the the canvas of wood also kind of drew me to to wood burning. And then obviously, as time went on, I added like color, paint, and stuff to that too. So um, yeah, I don't know, just the wood and then the burning of the wood. <laughs> Do you have favorite types of wood that you're burning on? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like everyone, basswood is where I started, other than that, like, crappy pine wood, which I hate. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, basswood is just like soft and buttery and is good for really anything. And then um, I actually use a lot of sourwood, which um, are like my smaller rounds that I, I do a lot like magnets and my ornaments on. It's a little bit harder than basswood, so it's it doesn't like... You can't burn through it quite as quickly, but it makes it a little easier to, to fine-tune. Um, and then I also like poplar and maple and a lot of the harder woods um, because they, you know, even though they're maybe not as easy to burn, it's, like, easier to control because of that fact. Um, pine, I don't like pine. <laughs> and, like, bamboo or anything that like has sap in it is just I don't I don't like to do they're it. hard to burn on yeah yeah it's 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 more uncontrollable I think and it's which sometimes is fine but if you're trying to do details or like fine lines and you don't you don't want that like little snag in there yeah because then you'll get those like bigger big dark spots or you know just unexpected burn style yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, do you get your wood locally? Um, the, is sour wood pretty common on, out in Georgia? No, so I don't get anything locally. Um, I get my basswood from Walnut Hollow, which, I mean, I guess I get it locally in that it's in craft stores, but obviously that doesn't come from here. It's, where is there a shop like Wisconsin or something? Mm-hmm. You should know. Wherever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then my sour wood I get from... Um, rustic wood supply which is just a small business and yeah I forget where they're located I think they're in North too. Carolina yeah so maybe a little lo- localer but not like I'm not like getting it from a small shop around here so yeah all of my wood gets shipped to me or I like I said if it's a fast wood I'll get at a craft store um, but it's usually still Walnut Hollow brand yeah and then you do you have to do a little bit of like some work on it to burn or are you able um, to burn straight from usually I'll sand it like a light sanding on top um but the sour wood is usually good to go yeah that they do a pretty good job rustic wood supply does mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I've used aspen oh, I can't remember the name of their shop aspen creative aspen wood I don't uh, know aspen um, aspen rustic designs or something yes yeah, I've used them before too, but um, I found I just like sourwood better, so I, I usually just go with them, um, unless I want aspen specifically. But again, like usually for my smaller rounds, I just go with sourwood. So I haven't found anything I like better, um, and I probably like them if they made really big pieces too. <laughs> yeah, which maybe they would if I like asked for a custom, but. For now, I, I just stick to basswood if I want, like, a larger piece. Yeah, and what are you, what's your burning tool? So I use the, the um, Walnut Hollow Creative Tool. So not there. Start, I started with the Versatool, which is that, you know, um, not the, the wet solid wire nib. Tip. Yeah, and then when they came out with their wire tip one, I got that. And I, I know it's not a lot of people's favorites because it doesn't, heat up quite as much but that's why I like it um I also have a coal wood which is like you know one of the top ones and that thing if you heat it up to 10 it will like start to melt itself like it's so hot 
but I find for me, like I'd rather go slow, slow and low than like yeah. burn through it really quickly because I'm just, that's just how I prefer to do it. So I do have the coal wood and I'll use that on like harder wood if I really like need to get through it. But probably like 90% of the time I'm using that creative wood burner. Um, yeah. Which does have, you know, the interchangeable tips and it's still a wire tip. It just doesn't get quite as hot. Um, but that's what, that's what I like. So that's pretty that's much the, That's my, my primary one as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it just really depends on how you burn. I think like if you do like the higher heat, then it's not, people don't like it because it just doesn't heat up quite as much. But for me, I actually got the coal wood after the versat or the creative tool because I was like, oh, maybe I do want something hotter. And I was like, no, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I still have it and I use it occasionally, but not nearly as much as the um, creative wood burner. And what are some of your favorite nibs to use with that? The styles of nibs or there's not a whole lot of options with the creative yeah so they wood burner they've got eight out now i think and the first four came with the tool and then they had like a second wave so i primarily use one from each of those groups um the first group i use the universal shading point and not to shade because it's like a almost like a knife tip so that's how i make my fine lines and then for things that I need like more, you know, a little bit more fluid, um, I use the drawing tip. So like what they would use for like calligraphy, but I, I don't do a lot of words, but anything that I don't need like a sharp line, I'll use that for. And then if I do need to shade, I'll use the spoon shading tool or, or whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. A little bit of all of them, but yeah, yeah there isn't a whole lot of selection, but it the ones that they have are a good variety. Right. And a lot of people like the ballpoint tip, which they do have. And I've never been a huge fan of that. So I think before the drawing tool, the drawing tip came out, I did use the ballpoint a little bit more, but I think the drawing tool is better than the ball tip for me. So I really don't use that one anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your favorite pieces that you've burned yeah, so um, as no surprise, I'm sure to anyone that does follow me, most of my ocean pieces are my favorite. Um, so I do have a couple that I can show you that I haven't sold for some reason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but one I did want to mention that I don't have anymore is um, my Baba Yaga piece. So I could go like way into detail on it, but it's basically just like this like walking house on chicken legs, and it's like a part of German folklore. And I made like three or four renditions of it and they all sell like immediately. Um, so maybe I should Didn't just you make one last fall? <laughs> yeah, the one last fall was the first one I made and I've made like at least three or four more since then and, and they always sell. Um, so that's like one of my favorite pieces. Just they're very it's, cool it's pieces. well received and it's they're fun to make. Um, but then yeah, like I have this whale piece that I love you can see it oh that's beautiful Um, and what do you use for coloring those yeah so this is just watercolor um which is like my favorite way to add color on wood because watercolor is just i think it as long as you know what you're doing which can be hard to figure out at first um 
you can manipulate it really well. Whereas like I started with acrylic and it's like, once the acrylic paint hits the wood, like that's it, that's where it's going. <laughs> and, and it's thick and it's messy. Whereas like watercolor is so fluid that it's like, it's both difficult and easy to manipulate. Um, I hated it at first because of the fact that it's like watery and you have to control it. But once you figure out what works and, and how it interacts with wood, it's like magic. Yeah, because there's kind of that step where it's like the all the water gets absorbed by the wood right away, and right. so or it takes a minute for it to like start to sink in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a critical point because if you do put the wrong color down or too much, like then you have a chance to get it out of there. Whereas like acrylic is, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> it like is full on color. Down. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, watercolor yeah. for sure is is my preferred way to add color, um, and it's really, really awesome. And this piece actually, I can't, I don't know if you can see it in the light, but it actually has some like sparkles in it. Oh, cool! Kind of um, like shimmery. That's part of the metallic paint line that I have, um, which again is just a cool way to add like more depth to the piece, um, and it's for really sure, easy to yeah. do with with watercolor instead of like adding glitter to it with glue or something would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Did you have another couple pieces you wanted to show? I just have one other piece. I mean, just a, it's very similar, but it's a shark instead of a whale. Um, okay. But obviously like my favorites are just the ocean pieces. Um, those are kind of where I do a lot of my work in the summer is usually like with ocean life and the marine environment so they always end up being my favorite pieces just because I make so many of them and like I love the ocean so just like what my interest is anyways so usually like even if I have a really good piece but if I don't love the subject then I'm like well whatever (laughs) (laughs) so the subjective I think obviously they're not other people's favorite piece because they're still here, but <laughs> everyone loves Baba Yaga. So that one just goes every time, which is cool. Cause I also like, obviously that, um, but it's just, everybody has different tastes, but it's fine. Cause I hang these up in my office. So I get to enjoy them. There you go. That's really nice. Um, other than Marine yeah. style, what kind of stuff are you working on right now? Um, see right now uh i'm doing a couple of trying to think of like things for spring um because i'm not really a big winter person so like after the holidays (laughs) like i kind of take a break from creating new things for a little while um just because i'm usually burnt out pun intended yeah and uh, (laughs) um you know i kind of don't i'm not like a wintry kind of person and i don't I do a lot with like the seasons. So like definitely the seasons impact when I'll create, like I could create a sea critter right now, but I just feel like it's not summer. <laughs> I don't want to. Um, but so I'm definitely thinking ahead for spring. And so I've got just a couple of little things planned um, for like a really small spring release, probably that will be like, you know, florals and mushrooms and like bees and butterflies and beetles and just kind of like the new growth awakening of like animals and critters but obviously all like 
nature related. Um, those are my favorite types of burns, whether it's like a sea animal or a regular land animal or bug or florals or greenery or whatever that might be. Um, but yeah, no, no big pieces or anything I'm working on right now, just kind of small stuff in, in preparation for spring. Yeah, it, so you've got your wood burning, and then you also have been doing a bunch of stickers I've seen. Yeah, so stickers are fun because they are easy to make in that I just have to draw it, and then somebody does the printing for me. So um, I like to do digital uh, work as well. So most of my wood burnings start as like digital drawings first. And then if I'm like, oh, I want to put this on wood, then I'll, you know, I'll just print it out and, and copy it on. Um, but a lot of times I make things that I'm like, ah, this is not, I'm not going to put this on wood. Like it's just kind of silly or it's too complicated or there's, you know, a myriad of other reasons that I just don't want to put it on wood. But sometimes I come up with something and I'm like, this needs to be a sticker. Who doesn't love stickers? And, uh, so yeah, it's true. I've, I've made like over, maybe like over 25 sticker designs now. I have so many. I need to stop. I don't have enough room. To <laughs> I need to sell some first. Um, but they're just fun because it's like art that I think is affordable. And that's one of my big things is like I love making art, but I also like sharing it with people. And I know sometimes wood burning can be, you know, it's expensive and for a good reason because wood is expensive. Yeah, it's it, a long time. Um, it's that artisan product. handmade unique Mm -hmm. each one's a little bit different yeah and it's like not everyone can afford that but they still might enjoy my art and so I've you know I've tried to make other items that still feature my art but are maybe more accessible so like keychains and stickers and magnets and I've done a couple of different prints those usually don't go so well but you know I've tried (laughs) different things that are are you know I can have them printed so they're not as taxing on me, but then that, that means I could sell them for, you know, a more reasonable price. And, uh, I really like doing that. And then also I just like adding like stickers as like freebies or promotional tools. So stickers are just so versatile, you know, they can really be used for anything. And I think you do a really good job of like having the seasonal ones. I think back in October you had a pumpkin spice latte one that was like right when they, those came out. And yeah. Yeah, and that's so you've had some really works. good seasonal ones. Yeah, like I, I just I like to draw and like do art with the season, so it it always kind of works out that way. Anyways, um, I probably drew the pumpkin spice one before pumpkin spice came out, because I was probably thinking about it in like August. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, as an artist, you've got to be a month or two or three or more ahead of yeah the time, so you've got the products when they're when people are thinking of them yeah you have to think ahead Mm -hmm. yeah I should I should start prepping for Christmas now right (laughs) right I I heard someone say they were working on their uh, ornaments already I don't doubt it it's probably a good idea (laughs) yeah and then where um you've been putting together a book club Mm -hmm. yeah so the book club is fairly new Um, I just announced it at the beginning of this year and it's like super informal and there's not like, uh, there's not anything to it really other than it just being a book club, but I wanted it to be a place where like 
artists, so not just wood burners, but, you know, really artists and small business owners could get together and read these, like, informative books um, that were either about art or small business or sometimes both. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, because I think a lot of times people can feel like they're getting stuck and there are just so many good books out there. And I personally feel like one of the things that makes me read more is having like other people reading the book and like accountability and just someone to talk to about it. And so I just read a lot, lot like fun. Um, yeah. But I always wish, I always wish like I could have a book club. And I was like, I just want to talk to somebody about this book. And, uh, so obviously it's not, it's not like just a random book club. Um, it's a little more focused, but it still kind of feeds into that desire to, to want to talk to someone about the book, but then also kind of goes a step further and like allows people within that artist and small business community to come together and discuss these topics. And we haven't had a discussion yet. Um, we'll do our first book discussion probably in April, but, um, I think those discussions are going to transcend the books that we read. Like the book will be the backdrop and, you know, these topics are going to help people frame how they want to make their business grow or how they want to, what direction they want their art to go in. And then they'll have a group of books to talk to that about. Um, And, you know, I think right now we've got probably like between 10 and 15 people in the group. And, you know, I think that's very manageable um, it could grow or some people might, you know, trail off, but, um, I think it'll be a good group and, uh, it'll change over time. But I just think having, having that, um, group to talk to about these kind of things is, is going to be really helpful for everyone involved and, and just selfishly for me, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to finally talk to people about books. <laughs> well, and I love that idea of like an accountability group or like, and, and other people with a similar interest, getting them together, because, you know, as as we look at this, we are spread all over, and it's hard to find another pyrographer in your community. And if you do, oh, you're so lucky. Right. But if you, you know, most of us have found each other online, and then you're in Georgia, I'm in Colorado, talked to, you know, Hannah was on episode two from the UK. So like, we're all over and to be able to connect online is with people who have similar interests is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's like, you know, a big thing is like community. And it was just kind of another way to get, get involved with the community, which is really like the biggest thing I've gotten out of Instagram. Um, it's not really great as a selling platform, but it's amazing to connect with other people. Um, like you said, that have similar interests and, and are going through what you're going through. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, that I'm I'm looking forward to that and seeing how it grows and how how it goes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Be interesting. Yeah. Um back to Sweet Peach Burns, where did the name come from? Because I love a name story. Oh, I wish it was more interesting than it what it was. Um and I, I always say I'm going to change the name, but the further we get into time ha- having it, the harder it is, right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it really just comes from when I started, like, my Instagram page, like I said, back in 2018. You know, obviously, when you sign up, you need a name. And uh, 
So I didn't have a business or anything at this point. And I was like, well, it's got to have the word like fire or burns or pyrography or something. So people know what it's about. But from there, I was like, do I just put my name? Do I like come up with something clever? And I was like, (laughs) my my, apparently my creative brain wasn't doing much that day. But I was like, well, I'm in the state of Georgia. And the Georgia state fruit is the peach. And people think of peaches when they think of Georgia. And so I'll just come up with something with that. And then Sweet Peach Burns was was created. And I thought, okay, that's fine. Not thinking much of it. And uh, and it stuck. And eventually I had to, like, get, you know, business cards and branding. And I went, everything is pink, which I don't really even like pink that much. So that's another (laughs) (laughs) strike against me. Um, And I was like, well, what if we move, you know? And for a while we lived in Florida. And I was like, well, now it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like it should be it should be sweet oranges. No, I'm just kidding. But um I kind of have grown to like it, obviously. It's grown on me. Um and and it's nice because even if we do move, which obviously we're back in Georgia now, it's fine. But uh if we do move again, it's kind of just like a homage to where um you know, where it started, which was in the peach state. Yeah. And uh and a lot of people on Instagram that know me, um and in like little groups, they all call me Peach. That's my unofficial nickname now. So it's kind of like I've it's grown on me and it's just you know, after after having it for five years, you know, it's just I've accepted that it's part of <laughs> it's the right yeah. name or whatever this is. Um so yeah, now it really had to do with just where I was at the time. Um which isn't that exciting but I guess makes it kind of sentimental in that way because I don't think we'll live in Georgia forever. So there'll always be a little well, piece of Georgia with us. Yeah. And I mean, there are peaches everywhere. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so it, it could be, you know, Georgia's the peach state, but we've got Palisade peaches out here in Colorado. There were yeah. the uh, Rockford peaches in the um, All American Girls Baseball League back in like a league of their own time. Okay. Yeah. Peaches are everywhere. Yeah. So you can be wherever. <laughs> Perfect. It, it works out. Um, yeah. When you are burning, what what do you have happening like in the background or happening mm-hmm. around you? Is it you in the you in the wood or you listening right. to something, watching something? Yes. Yeah, so I usually um, have something. Um, if I'm like really concentrating on the, on the burns, like if it's like really detail focused, ironically, that's when I'll put on like a TV show. So I'll have my iPad up and I'll put Bob's burgers on. <laughs> it's like my comfort show. <laughs> I've seen it so many times that I don't need to watch it to know what's happening. I can simply hear it. So I'm not like watching it and burning, but I'm listening. Um, but then if there's like a burn, then I'm like, you know, I can kind of zone out a little bit on, which maybe sounds bad, but like something more simple or like a design I've made many times or something like that. Um, I'll either put music on or, or a podcast. Um, mostly the podcast is safe for when I can actually focus on what I'm listening to. Cause I'm definitely one of those people that will zone out and then be like, what, what did they just say? <laughs> and I'll like go yeah. back 15 minutes. Um, but I, I'm, I, currently other than your podcast (laughs) and listening to um, (laughs) 
Let's Talk About Myths, Baby, which is so awesome. And that's really easy to stay engulfed in that one because it's all about Greek mythology, which I'm like a huge Greek mythology nerd. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Those so kinds of stories of... are fun to listen to. Oh, they really are. It's like. And so then see how they've stuff. like trickled into our our media now. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. And um, it, it's, it's a podcast that's been going since 2017. And so I'm like nowhere near, you know, caught up. There's like hundreds of episodes. <laughs> so it's like never ending entertainment for me. It just keeps going to the next one. And, um, but yeah, so it just depends. But yeah, definitely either TV or music or podcast. And then my dog is always around, um, usually yes. barking at something. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not got, in the room right you've now. You've got your moose entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that is fun. Um, and then uh, you were one of the hosts of the um, Autumn Shades of Autumn Design Challenge last summer or last fall. Right. Yes. That is probably my one of my bigger things throughout the year. Um, so last year was the fourth year we did it. Okay. And. Um, it's actually evolved a little bit over time. So it was originally it was me and a different wood burner. Her name was Abby and her old handle. I don't know what her new handle is because she's not a wood burner anymore, but um, her okay. old handle was honey badger wood burnings or honey badger burnings. She's a tattoo artist now. So she kind of transitioned over, which I actually the, see. There does seem to be some like yeah, overlap burn on, there. Wood, burn on skin. Well, not burn, but, you know, I mean, carve, ink, I don't know. Um, yeah, similar she, styles and speeds. Right. Her and I started it because we both really like autumn and fall and spookiness. And the first year it was just me and her. And we just had, like, I don't even think it was a whole week. We just had, like, a couple of prompts. And it was, like, fall week or something. And then the next year, she was still involved, but less so. So then I started getting, like, guest hosts to help. Because um, it actually is a lot of work, even though, like, it's just, like, one post every week. But it, it, there's a lot that goes into it in the background. And um, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I started having guest hosts to help me throughout, like, the we'd end up doing a month, and then they help um, one a week. And one of those was Megan of Honey Bee Signs, who is now the guest host with me. So when Abby kind of left the wood burning scene, she, uh, Megan was the first one to reach out the next year and be like, are we doing this again? Like I totally want in. So I told her, I was like, well, it's for, for now it's just me. I'm like, if you want to join, you totally can. And it kind of just spiraled into her becoming the guest or the co-host. And we still now do usually a month um, with different themes and we'll have like, you know, a prompt for each week or, a, a prompt every other day or sometimes we kind of change how it works but it's usually a full month um and we do usually have guest hosts and it's it's grown over the past four years so um we usually have uh, giveaway prizes from the guest hosts but then we'll also have giveaway prizes from like other businesses so last year was definitely the coolest because we had like four businesses for each, so one kind of business giveaway for each um week and we had like some pretty well-known businesses so um rachel woodburn corner donated like yeah three things like a coaching session a toolkit and some of her books so 
books, which was awesome. Um, we had the art of soil donate a whole paint palette, which is like, those are way sought after. I was like, I want to win that prize. <laughs> and yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> we, had, we had a couple of wood companies give away like bundles of wood and things like that. And uh, so it was like really awesome. And so now I'm kind of nervous. Now I'm realizing that this next year will be like year number five, which seems like kind of a big deal. We're gonna have to like go all out for it. So who knows? But um, yeah, it's really fun. And it's, it's just a fun way to like get into the Halloween and autumn kind of time frame, um, and encourages folks to, to make art and connect with other people in the, you know, artistic community. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's fun to, for the community to get together and try and come up with the, what they're doing for the prompts and mm -hmm. to see how many, how different people come up with different things and where the same where spooky and scary can manifest itself in so many different ways or whatever the words are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that was a fun challenge. I look forward to it this fall. Yeah. I should probably start planning that soon too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause that's a lot of work for you. Reaching out to the sponsors, figuring out the prompts, putting together the make, making the posts mm -hmm. at, putting them up, making sure you got the timing, picking winners, checking everything, making sure the ones you select are like within the yeah. kind of guidelines that you outlined. Yeah. Exactly. There's a lot to that. And I'm sure there's more that I'm not thinking of. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a huge amount of extra work, but it's definitely, there's a lot of prep and once it gets going, it's not so bad, but I do try to like prep everything in advance just so it's like, then I don't have to worry about it. But like that initial prep is definitely kind of a huge undertaking. Um, it takes me a pretty good amount of time. Um, but luckily, like I said, Megan has been awesome and she, she takes on a lot of that work as well. So we kind of split it, you know, 50, 50 there, which is great. Cause nice there was to have a co-host and partner for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so does sweet peach burns keep you busy full time um, I mean, you, you do a lot, so it, it's more than just a side hustle, but. Well, it's, so it's not my full-time job. Um, I actually do have a traditional full-time job. Um, I'm a fish and wildlife biologist, which will come as no surprise to anyone that's <laughs> listening or knows my work. Um, so obviously that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from. It's just from what I do and what I like to do, um, which is be in nature and check fish and wildlife in the ocean, etc. Um, and that is, that is a full-time job <laughs> and sometimes even uh, blades into the after hours and, uh, and I work for the government. So that's a whole other added layer of stress <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. but it's good. It's a, it's yes, a good job sure. and I, I appreciate having it. One nice thing about it is I'm able to work virtually um, so that does save me a lot of time of like having to commute, you know, I have no commute cause I just, I just am at home. Yeah. So, and you know, we get like break time and lunch and whatever. So I'll kind of fit in art in those breaks. Cause I'm like right here, just, just switch over to the other side of the desk <laughs> and, um, and then yeah, after work and then on the weekends, a lot of time. So, so I mean, it's, I still define it as a side hustle, but it, you know, it takes up a lot of time, even on the side. Um, 
some some months or weeks more than others. They're definitely slow and busier times. Um, but the nice thing about it is I, I never have to rely on it, you know, so I can still kind of be more in creative control. I don't have to mass produce things if I don't want to or sell the things that are best sellers. I can still kind of keep it being like my art and, you know, like make what I want to make. And if it sells, it's kind of a bonus because um, it's not obviously like the income I'm relying on. So that's, yeah, that's that... been a nice thing for me because um, it really is just my creative outlet at this point and um, I'm not so good at marketing so <laughs> yeah yeah that, that makes sense um, so let's take a real quick break here and and, and, and we'll be right back alright yeah that sounds good And welcome back. So, Elena, I want to talk about um, how do you take care of yourself? Because it, with a full-time job and with the art that you do, what do you do to? Is this your? Is pyrography your unwinding? You're relaxing. Is there other things that you do to take care of yourself? Yeah. So most of the time, it is. Um, like I said, you know. I like having the freedom to create whatever I want for the most part. Um, I do take customs and things, so I can't dictate, but just being creative is like a, is, is a hobby for me. Um, because what I do for my full-time job is very much the non-artistic side of my brain. I work in Excel almost constantly and I'm always doing data entry and writing reports and all this stuff. And so, yeah, it really is just kind of like switching over to the other side and it's just, it's nice. And I can turn that part of my brain off and do something with color and movement and things like that. Um, I also just like to spend a lot of time outside. So I try to do um, at least, I try to go outside at least for a couple hours every day, even if it's simply just sitting out there. Um, having a dog helps with that because he always wants to go outside. Um, and you know, when it's like not a weekday, um, go on hikes and, and, uh, like kayaking and doing things on the water. If I lived closer to the beach, I would be at the beach all the time. Um, <laughs> and then but definitely getting that vitamin D. Right. And then I, um, I read a lot. I think I said that, but I reading is like my indoor hobby um so when i can't go outside or if i've already been outside or now it's nighttime um i i'm reading usually and uh i read a lot or i think i read a lot <laughs> um but yeah that's that's what i usually am doing reading or outside or sleeping i like to sleep <laughs> do you do you enjoy like the nonfiction books or the fiction books um i mean i'll read anything but i definitely prefer fiction um, like I said, I'm a huge Greek myth nerd. So pretty much like since last year, I've been trying to read through all the retellings. So like, there are so many good ones out there. Um, and then I like, like science fiction and fantasy, things like that. So really anything that is like something that I'll never actually experience in real life is cool to read about. <laughs> um, it really does yeah. like, take you out of whatever you're in for a little while. It, it's a nice little break for sure. For sure. Um, 
And between a full-time job and uh, Sweet Peach Burns, I'm sure that there are days that are really positive days for you and there are days that can be really hard. What does like the best day look like? The best day? Huh. Well, I probably wouldn't be working on the best day. <laughs> um, well, I guess so. My the way my schedule works for work is I work on a flex schedule, so I do nine hour days, which is not that bad since I don't have to commute. But then at the end of the two week period, I get a Friday off. Um, so I actually think that's my favorite day because it's not a weekend, but it's not a work day. So it's like there's no so, stress to, uh, to have fun. It's almost like a free day. You know what I mean? Anything you can yeah, do, anything. Yeah, because everyone else is at work, still working. <laughs> so you're not like fighting all the lines everywhere. Right. So yeah, I usually wake up late, <laughs> later than normal. <laughs> um, but just my dog. We're snuggling. Um, I drink coffee almost all the time. So usually I'll get a coffee, and I like do my errands in the morning. So if there's like anything I need to do or place I need to go I'll try to get that done like before noon and then I just have like the rest of the day to create art or read go outside um and yeah like you said it's like like the world is like it's like empty almost I mean it's not (laughs) there's still a lot of people out and about but it's more empty and it yeah you're not you're not fighting for the space it feels like a bonus day because it's like I should be working but I'm not so it's almost like Oh, Friday, it's it's like an extra day, even though it's not because I've already worked the other hours for it. But to right. me, it doesn't feel like that. Um, it just feels like a day where I have no no schedule and I can just do whatever I want, which is probably how people that um, do art full time feel, except there's more uh, stress to actually do art <laughs> since it's their yeah. job. Maybe they don't have a schedule, but they probably should. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, setting that schedule when you work by your, on your own is hard. Yeah, because you could but, do every day like that, but you probably shouldn't. You, at some point, you do have to get some stuff done. Yeah, discipline. Get the laundry done. Check out, you know, grocery shop. Mm-hmm. On top of, on top of work related stuff. Right. And what does what's a not so good day looking like? Hmm. Well, I guess a not so good day would probably be the days where I work, which is that's not the bad part, but it's just work takes up so much of the day. Um, I get out of work pretty late because I do the nine hours. So I get out at like 530. And um, and then it's like the days where that also happens to be the day that I like absolutely need to go grocery shopping because I put it off too long. And then I need to do laundry and I need to take a shower and the dog is being crazy and there's just like there's it feels like there's no time for freedom um and then like by the time there is it's like 10 o'clock at night and I'm like I'm too exhausted to do anything so I just like watch tv until it's time to go to bed so that kind of feels like a bad day when like I don't get to do the things that I like because I had to do the things that life demands (laughs) sure Um, which happens you know and is there anything that you do on those bad days to like make them a little bit more palatable or to make it uh, to get through them? Um, I mean, sometimes no, yeah, it depends. I definitely go to sleep later than maybe most adults do. 
especially once you've got in the morning. Um, so I stay up pretty late and I usually feel like at least at some point I can recoup a little bit of time and the usually worst case scenario, I'll like get in bed and I'll read for like 30 minutes. Um, so I do try to read every day and sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes I don't want to, but usually if I, if I make the time for it, I, you know, overall I'm happy that I did, even if I kind of fight myself on it at the beginning. Um, and I have a Kindle I like I prefer like a real book um but the Kindle is really helpful at night when I like I want to just turn the lights off and get in bed and not to like worry about like flipping pages and it has this, you know a light on it so it is really nice for for that and it's like has every book in the world that I want on it because it's, it's the computer basically <laughs> yeah um, so it is nice. exactly yeah yeah all right well it think it's time for our favorite game here on the on peak pyrography okay and that is the deserted island Alrighty. if we were to leave elena on a deserted island as a wood burner um and on this island you get to have one kind of wood one burner one nib and then one extra pyrography related tool what would those be for you so let's start with your wood right so the wood that's tough because I definitely have my two favorites, but I think I pick sour wood um, just because yeah. like, fast wood is great, but sour wood I think is still like my favorite. I just hope that I can have it in any size. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Absolutely. Okay, it, it's, it's a whole island that only grows sour wood trees. Oh, perfect. Then yes, sour wood for sure. And and then there's someone there to process it for you, so you don't have to do all that. <laughs> the mill is there too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and then what burner would you be using? Yeah, I would take my creative wood burner. Um, and it, it bonus, it's very small or smaller than the other one, so um, easy to carry around with me on this island. Yes. Um, which nib would you be using? Yeah, I would probably take the um, universal shader, which, again, like I said, I don't usually use it for shading, but I guess since it is the universal shader, I could. So it would be a shader and then also just make my lines. Um, and I, you know, I don't love it for rounded lines, but you can make it work. So if I could only have one, I'd choose that one. And then what's your like one bonus odd different kind of item that you would take yeah so I think for this one I would I don't know I was gonna say sand eraser but I don't think I have a pencil in this <laughs> scenario so <laughs> need one of those so um probably Rachel listens to this she's gonna hear me kill me but um <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I do not clean my tips as much as I should right so um I I actually use just an old tea strainer like one of those like metal tea strainers yeah. and I just use that to like quickly get off the buildup so it's like by no means cleaning it and it's probably making it worse because I'm probably like degrading the, the metal of the tip but uh that's what I bring with me because I'm not going to sit there and clean the nibs but I will get the build off build up off <laughs> There you go. There you go. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I, I like to have a moment here of like community shout outs and community building. So who are three accounts that you feel like everybody should be following? Right. 
Yeah, so definitely number one, and I thought about this, so don't, if anyone listens to this, I'm not like, these are the three that came to the top of my head immediately. I could. No, and I, I, you know, this is me (laughs) making it really hard on you because I'm asking you to only pick three. Yeah, so the the ones that I decided to share um, are Megan of um, Honey Bee Zines, and I, I mentioned her before, but she's just great, not only because she's my guest or my co-host for the Shades of Autumn Challenge, but also because she's just a really awesome advocate of community. So she, um, her and Jen, uh, this is, I can't say it because it's a third, that's a fourth person. But anyways, uh, she, with with another person, (laughs) have created um, the Burn and Sip group, which um, is just this like community group of folks that just get together every couple of weeks and exactly how it sounds we get on um we we started using discord but it's basically a zoom chat of folks just like getting together and burning so it's like like you said all of us are kind of spread out it's not not like you're gonna have like a communal space to burn with folks and like bounce ideas off each other so we just do it virtually and uh it's really grown over the past few years and, and i know that that's because Um, Megan really advocates for it and is really inviting. Um, And and then ironically, the second person I want to shout out is also named Megan. And it's spelled a little differently, (laughs) but her her handle is Unstrung Studios. And uh, she's also another big advocate for community. And but the, the main reason I love her account is because she does so much like medical art. And um, yeah, her stuff is really cool. Yeah, and she is, like, a really great, like, writer and teacher of these things. So, like, learning things about, like, the human body in, like, a very accessible and easy way, I think is just so cool because there's, like, tons of stuff that I've learned. And I'm like, my body does that? And then you get to <laughs> cool art about it at the same time. And so um, her art is just amazing and so educational. And I love the way that she she teaches people these really probably difficult things in in an easy way to understand um and then the third um is andreina of her handle is arena more underscore apw um and her art is just incredible she's so sweet she's like the nicest person um she's a little bit quiet (laughs) but when you do get chatting with her she's really great and her, her artwork is just so moody and like she has such a distinct style that I absolutely love. Um, and One of those you see spooky. and you're like, oh, that, that oh, was yeah, her. That's her. Um, she, she, it's like almost like she has a spooky vibe around, which I love because um, I am a Halloween lover. Um, but yeah, just she, and she, her designs are always like so incredible. I'm like, how did you just think of, of, of that? how does your mind work like that so um yeah yeah, definitely those three and and all three of them have beautiful artwork um and in various different um design styles which is cool yeah some very different very design but yeah it's a good uh that's a great group of people and yeah thank you for I like I said I know that this is really hard for you to pick just three yeah, and I and I tried to to do those folks that I definitely like talk to a lot and know more personally, but you know I could shout out so many and and I'm sure other, other folks will pick people to, to shout out that I would have as well. So I try to try to 
think of maybe some that haven't been said yet either, <laughs> which is yeah. also hard. Yeah. It, but that's great. And hopefully we can all start following each other and seeing everybody's work. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, what are the, what are the, what are a couple things you've got coming up? What are the, um, what's on your horizon right now? Right. So next month is going to be fun. So next month being March, but like you said, this will probably be coming out in March. So this month, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I participate in the challenge uh, hosted by another maker um, called March Meet the Maker. And this is maybe the fourth or fifth year I've done it. And it's just so fun. She does a challenge, like a prompt every other day. That's not based on like creating something, but like seeing the behind the scenes of the maker. So like your workspace or how you package things. Um, and so the great thing about that is like, I don't have to share any of my art for a whole month, but I'm still sharing <laughs> content and it's applicable to the things that are going on. Um, which then means by April, I have a lot of new things to share, which is cool. Um, Helps you build up so that March reserve. Maker, right. March with the Maker is great. And you get to meet a lot of new people through the hashtag. Um, a, a small spring collection, which I haven't decided what or when or where, how. Um, and <laughs> uh, then also in June, I'm participating in um, the game of shrooms, shroom drop which is this like worldwide hide and seek game of public or of art. Um, and basically you can create anything that's like mushroom themed and then you hide it and kind of can, you can get clues. Um, you can drop a pin on the map. I'm hoping to be in Rhode Island uh, when that happens. So I'm actually excited to put it in places that are more populated than this little town in Georgia. Um, so TBD on exactly where I'm going to be dropping it, but I already have four things made for that. Um, so I'm just desperately waiting for it to be June. <laughs> um, uh, and then probably again, like I said, in the summertime, um, I'll be doing a lot of sea, sea animal stuff. And then of course, like we mentioned the book club, um, which is we're in the first quarter reading the first book and we'll probably have the discussion in April. So anyone hearing this, it's not too late to join. Just saying. Yeah, join it. Join in the book club. Right. Um, that's awesome. Thanks so much for coming on and for sharing your experiences. It's been great to have you. Yeah, thank you. I'm 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 looking forward to hearing all the your other ones and future ones, and uh, um, just excited to be here and, and share more about you know some of those fun things going on. Awesome. Well, thanks. Um. Yeah, this has been great. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in and a special thank you to our guest, Elena Dawson from Sweet Peach Burns. Next episode, we'll be talking with Asha Himulevich of Fine Line Pyro about her new radial symmetry template book. Peak Biography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peak underscore pyro or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K 
P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.